Blog Talk Radio. Well, hello, hello. Welcome back to Fix the Nation. Oh, where to start? Where to start? Welcome to this, what I call a 9-11 remembrance show. Um, this is not a happy day for me. It is a very, very emotional, aggravating day. Um, I happen to live in New York. I was in and around New York when 9-11 played out. Um, it directly and indirectly affected every facet of my life and being. It will always affect my life. Literally, never forget, is tattooed on my heart and soul. There's no getting away from that. So I try each year to give a little back, to pay a little homage to this particular day for perspective. And the further we get away from it, this being the 15th year anniversary, the more I think we need to, to kind of remember a little bit where we come from, a little bit about what happened, and then kind of focus on the now, on, on I'll call it priorities, for lack of a better term, and I'll get there eventually, I promise. So let's, let's take a quick little left turn, because something played out today I think is important, and it's a piece I... I think we need to deal with. Hillary Clinton attended the 9-11 Remembrance in New York City. She was there for about an hour and a half and, quote-unquote, fainted, felt ill, was taken away because of heat, etc. Now, everybody explodes about the variations of the details. The, oh, it was just simply overheated or it's a overwhelming medical issue. This is her business. This is national concern, and everything in between. Okay, so a couple facts. Let's just deal with it. I live in New York. It's 75 degrees and breezy. Number two, the only person that I've seen on any kind of picture or video wearing sunglasses is Hillary Clinton, which I think is just brutally odd. That's just unnormal. Most people wear sunglasses, got it. Half wear sunglasses, got it. You're the only person in a crowd wearing sunglasses doesn't that kind of beg a question by itself? Okay, but I'm going to speak for me. Again, I'm the founder of FixTheNation.com, written books, I radio show, website, Twitter feed, etc. I have two comments. One is, at FixTheNation on Twitter, I have a poll running right now. I'm curious on your take about Hillary Clinton's health. It's not a concern, none of our business. Some concern because, well, it's a demanding job. Lots of concern because you cannot do this job unhealthy. Or four, depends, meaning, well, is it temporary and small or is it severe and, and debilitating? We don't know. But I'm curious on your personal take. So if you would, jump onto Twitter. Go to at FixTheNation. There's a poll there. Okay. Follow me if you choose to. But more importantly, just vote in the poll. I'm really curious on how this plays out. Number two, I'll speak for me personally. I could not care about her health. It's not a factor in my decision-making when it comes to HRC. It's not a concern. Doesn't mean I don't like her personally, just I don't care about her as a human being. That's not my point. I look at policy. I always have. I look at issues. 
I always have. I look at solutions to policies and issues. I always have. That's how I'm built. It's how we need to go fix the nation that we deal with. I'm not a personality guy. I'm not a health-conscious guy. That's on them. They need to own the personal crap. But if you're going to become our president, what will you do for us? Or more importantly, what will you do to us? Health to me is not an issue, but that's my vote. No, I didn't vote in this, by the way, but I'm curious what your vote is. Do you share that opinion, or is health a really big deal? So tag your it at Fix the Nation. Go vote, share it with people, etc. I'm really curious. Back to 9-11, because Hillary is related to this, but we're going to tie it in at the end. I'm going to go back a million years. Not a million, but... You know, let's over-exaggerate because that's what radio does. When I was a kid, I am the generation that bridges from before to after. I'll explain. When I was a kid, we didn't, did not, ever lock our cars. You could leave the keys in the car. Didn't matter. You didn't ever lock your house. Couldn't care whether you're asleep or there or away. Or, you just didn't. It was kind of pointless because the environment we lived in was people wouldn't steal our car, people wouldn't break into our home, etc. But when I was a teenager, somewhere in that vicinity, we were violated. Our house got robbed. And not in a big deal, but we had some things taken. It was noticeable. And, of course, we had the reaction that everybody would have. Well, Guess it's that kind of time. Guess that's the the world we're in. Got to lock the doors. We put deadbolts on, lock the doors, lock the cars. Now, every place that we have gone, every car we've ever driven, from that point forward, for my family, we lock the door, lock the house, lock the car. Just part of being normal in a post-violated house being broken into way. Why do I tell that story? Because countless years later, we have a 9-11 play out. And to the infinite degree, bigger scale, it's a huge violation on American soil against thousands of Americans. Pretend that the entire Middle East conflict right now was compressed into a very into a day instead of thousands over ten years, thousands in a moment, in a heartbeat, in a hiccup. Boom. And when you undo that kind of a can in a single day, a war in a day for thousands, to use a different term, we're still, still dealing with that. As New Yorkers, we will always deal with that. So now we're going to jump over to the NFL, because it is, in fact, opening day football. Normally, this time of year, it is, we, we are so happy. It's the first weekend of football. Let's go. This is awesome. But there's been a distraction that's just festering around the last couple of weeks, because Colin Kaepernick, decides to not stand for the national anthem, won't salute, won't acknowledge. 
It, he's a millionaire against oppression in this country. I can't begin to phrase the walking pathetic hypocrisy that that is. But we're going to skip that conversation and just keep it as the NFL and some players have some issues to re- resolved. And this opening day weekend, what is the opening Sunday, their biggest day of games, slated up and down? It's 9-11. So now you have to walk a really, really tricky path. Although you have a constitutional right to expression, boy, can you just kill a brand in a day if you protest the wrong way on a day that's a little like December 7th. It's a day above everything else. It's country first. If you don't get country first on a day like 9-11 or a day like December 7th, you don't get life as an American. You are not, to use a current term, assimilated. You are wickedly out of the mainstream, and you are, to use my phrase, weird, bizarre, odd, and freaky. Because I don't get that. Everybody felt pain on this day 15 years ago. Some direct, some indirect, some local, some distant. But there's not a single person that look at TV and just in shock and awe amazement, a Kennedy assassination moment. Where were you? Absolutely applies to this kind of a moment for most. And I say it that way for a reason. You have a huge chunk of our population right now. Fifteen years later, you have babies that are now late teens, maybe even 20 or 21 years old, that have no idea what that day means. They weren't aware. It didn't impact them. They knew mommy and daddy were upset, maybe. They knew something happened, but it, what, they weren't conscious enough to really process it. If you were 8, 9, 10, you probably were. But if you were 3, 4, 5, ah. And there's a lot of people that have come along since. They're just, they're kids. They weren't even born yet. So as you start to get further away from a date, it becomes more historical and less real time. The phrase never forget, it means just that. Never. It doesn't mean, well, as long as the clock's ticking. You know, well, yeah, that that kind of expired. No, there's no best buy date on a 9-11 remembrance. It's impassioned. It's from the heart. It's every year. It's part of the waking normalcy of life. Every time you go to an airport, you get screened, right? The TSA. Homeland Security, every time you hear phrases like that, it's a direct result of 9-11 and the reaction to it. How we process things needs to be factored with a filter that's in part 
9-11-ish. Why do I say it that way? Because people coming onto our soil and killing us, whether it be with a gun, with a car, whether it be in, you know, an axe, a knife, or got bit a plane, ourselves. To use a current jargon, America first. One of the things about 9-11, and I'm trying not to get too emotional or too caught up in the specifics of it, I want you to think about some of the people that what had to exist during that day and for what they did that day and for many weeks and months thereafter. People like the first responders, not only do they have to run into burning buildings and, and, and cratering buildings, not only do they have to deal with that moment, that day, that real-time happening, but then for weeks and months after, they had to keep going back in, even in an unsafe, unhealthy environment, to deal with the reality of what was. And some of these people, these policemen, who were asked to act with valor, these are the people you're going to sit on the sidelines and protest against because you feel, quote-unquote, oppressed by the police. Find a different way to sell that message, because it doesn't work here. Not on this day. It doesn't on most days, but specifically on this day, Find a different way. In real terms, now and here, we have an election in 2016. I'm not going to dwell on this because this is not a day for politics. But there is a connection. We have two plans on the table currently for immigration reform. One is build, build a wall, enforce our borders, America first, Bring them in if it keeps us safe. One is families first. Open borders. Don't vet the refugees. Bring them in in mass. I got a tip for you. On a day like 9-11, when you have terrorists who killed thousands of Americans and any politician opens their mouth and says, open borders, don't vet refugees from the Middle East. I can't process that. I can't fathom that. I can't understand that. I know your house was, quote-unquote, broken into. Still don't lock the door. I understand you're at risk and at threat. Still let them in. I know we can't vet them, but let's just roll the dice. And see how, you know, it goes. Let's put Americans at risk to take care of foreigners first. Elect me. Pull the lever for me. I want to put you at risk. Just try and say it in any way, shape, or form that that kind of a policy that potentially allows terrorists in is acceptable, is possible that translates on a day like 9-11. How can you sit there with a, with a straight face and think that's 
possible. I'm not saying don't be compassionate. I'm not saying don't bring in refugees. I am absolutely forbidding allowing them being unvetted when it puts us at absolute risk. That's lunacy. It's incompetence of the highest order. I don't get it. How can you sit there and lose family and friends? How can you have buildings that were monuments built to the sky get destroyed off the number one city skyline in a heartbeat, in real time, and then think that's okay because it's been 15 years? Oh, there's enough water under the bridge. I'm sure emotions have calmed down enough for us to have, and I love this, you know, cooler heads can prevail. What? What do you mean cooler heads? You mean we're not thinking right if we don't allow unvetted refugees in? You've never heard, nor will you ever hear me, condemn any kind of race or religion with a broad brush. I don't do that. But if you let anybody in without vetting them, anybody, it wouldn't make any sense to me these days. Why would you do that if you have nations that are known to harbor terrorists? Why would you do it with those particular nations especially? It's very difficult to understand that. But then again, and again, I do not want to get political on this day. There's a connection. This is why the people of 2016, the Americans across the board, both sides of the aisle, I might add, are so angry with Washington, angry with the establishment, upset with their leaders, because both establishments have not dealt with reality any time recently. They have not updated immigration or tax or entitlements. They have not dealt with things like national security. They have not reinvigorated an economy truly and put any kind of policy and plan in place to drive that particular head of the spear. Nope. They failed us. They burden us. They ignore us. They want our money. They want our vote. And then they go back to taking care of the elitists who have their ear. Does that sound about right? And I don't care which side of the aisle you're on. That's pretty true. It's why the establishment on the Republican side just can't really embrace Donald Trump. It's the main thing. He does things differently. And if you've listened to me before, I'm not exactly the biggest Trump guy, but he's definitely going to get my vote. There are a lot of things I agree with him on. He at least has his priorities straight. I hope he will follow through on that. He doesn't have the burden of the establishment to bring him down. And that's a piece of it on both sides of the aisle. 
I say that because we need to start fresh, but we also need to remember our roots. Literally, we cannot forget 9-11. Cannot. I did a poll about a month ago. Number one concern for Americans in this election year, national security. Number two is the economy. National security, number one. So riddle me this, Batman. Why would you allow people to come across into our country as a refugee without being vetted? I don't get that. I won't ever get that. It makes no sense. It's insanity. We're going to put you at risk, even though we know you don't want to take that risk. Oh, citizenry, oh, electorate. Vote for me. I'm going to ignore you. That's the policy. How could you be a Democrat and pull that lever and literally say, I'm okay with that? I don't understand that. And again, not getting the political crap. It sounds like I am, but I'm really not. I normally focus 24-7 on politics. That's not my point. My point is 9-11 is a day of remembrance. It's a day that should inspire us to hold the line, to never forget, to resolve strongly, to remember all those who died, all those who gave and sacrificed, and to never, ever let this happen again. And there are controllable acts and uncontrollable acts. You can't see everything coming, but you certainly can put policies in place to prevent a lot of the bigger buckets from happening. So you need to lock those doors to make sure those don't happen and then start dealing with the uncontrollable things and finding policies and ways around that. Like my childhood, once you're violated, the world changes. And we need to remember that because the very split second we, I will call it, forget or ignore that it happened, we are absolutely going to be susceptible again because our guard's down. But we do have to walk a very careful line. We should not change our life and live in fear. Awareness and dealing with reality does not mean live in fear. It means be smart and go forward bravely. Make good choices. But make those good choices based in a firm belief of what has happened and what you believe will happen. How could you want open borders, non-vetting refugees, when it puts you at risk of a next 9-11? It makes no sense. Why would you roll the dice with current Americans to take care of other foreigners? No offense, that's never been our burden to carry exclusively. That's never been our immigration policy. And I've done the research all the way back to 1790. You do it, you'll see the exact same thing. You want to know? Go to Immigration Reform on FixItNation.com on the website. It's posted right there. But make bank on this. That day, I know where I was, 
because we all remember it. It's like a Kennedy moment. I now have a day played out. I will always have that embedded. My son, who was under two at the time, my firstborn, doesn't remember the day. So I kind of have to educate him a little bit and bring him up to speed on what that day means and why. But he'll never have the passion I have. He'll never have the emotional tie that I have. But make bank on this. New York changed on that day. And that's, ir- that's irreversible, irrevocable, and undisputable. But we are New Yorkers, and we stand strong. And we will push through. But we will never forget. You want to not stand for the national anthem? You want to embarrass yourself on September 11th? Good luck. Don't do it in New York. We need leaders. We need strong leadership. We have a Middle East that's in chaos right now, in turmoil. It's been on fire for about the last six years. Stunningly, one of the people running this year is the former Secretary of State that it went on fire when she was on watch. We need leadership and people are willing to deal with the reality of what is and fix it moving forward. I don't know how you take someone who screwed it up and put them in charge of fixing it. I don't understand that. I'm too logical for that. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't compute at all. But this is 9-11. Remember what happened. Spread the word of what happened. Tell those stories. Educate the kids. Because there are a lot of people that say, ah, just another day. No, it's not. Don't get distracted from the priorities of what's right. Because a day like today keeps us thinking on what's important. People feel less safe now than they did back in 2013, recent poll. So we're getting less safe because we fear something's coming. Good. Maybe that keeps us safe. You want to be a little concerned. You don't want to stop living, but you absolutely need to be on guard. That's critical. National security could be the number one issue to to split out on this election. Who's going to better protect us? Strong military, strong defense, strong leadership. You'll make that choice. I will give you one last reminder. Again, this is FixTheNation.com. I do have a couple books available on Amazon.com. If you choose to uh, go visit, um, Why Go Conservative, FixTheNation.com, and One Grand Bargain for different reasons. You can go to my website at FixTheNation.com. Go to at FixTheNation. got a poll running right now, specifically about Hillary's health. And I'm curious, very, about your particular slant. No concern not our business, some concern, demanding job, lots of concern, can't do it unhealthy, or depends, temporary or severe, you know, need more information type answer. I don't know. Lot to, lot to work through. Hopefully you'll take this day 
and you'll appreciate the fact that you get to breathe for another day, get to walk for another day. There are those who aren't that lucky. They died on September 11th. There are people who are first responders who have since passed away because they worked in extremely unhealthy conditions doing the right thing. They went into a building as opposed to away in fear. Appreciate what you have. Make the most of it. When you catch yourself whining about the little things, remember something. At least you have the ability to have those little things. But some people weren't that lucky. Have a little respect for life itself. Have a little respect for America and what this country provides. You might, quote, unquote, feel you're oppressed. You know what oppression is? The people that come from those countries and terrorize us come from a country where women are treated horribly, where the gay community, cuted. Let's talk about oppression. We're talking about medieval times. And I'm not trying to bash anybody. I am saying that it, there are a lot worse fates in the world than living in America in current day. Yes, we have to fix some issues. Yes, we need leadership to fix those issues. So choose wisely in the election 2016 and truly vote for change. God bless. Enjoy your day.